Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon and your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. Uh, everything from uh, light bows to like giant sniper rifles. We got you covered. Uh, my name is Justin. I'm one of your hosts of the Outer Rim Beacon here. Joining me on the show today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I hope it's not too expensive for Tebow to get his uh, little leg thruster replaced. <laughs> Uh, this is Kyle, and I've been losing all kinds of sleep over that myself. Really worried about Tebow 360 being able to cruise around. And do you think he just goes in a circle with only one? He just spins in a circle the whole time? Yeah, oh yeah. Like a duck with did one you, foot? It, did you call him Tebow? It's Toto. Yeah, it's Toto. Oh yeah, it's it Toto. is. It is. It's Toto 360. <laughs> <laughs> like like the band or the dog. <laughs> I was like, are they saying Tebow? Like, I rolled Tim Tebow? I, I, I went like, with what it. is going on I, here? <laughs> that's my pet. That's my pet name for this him. This is Maggie. Yeah, that's what his friends call him. Who knows that Seth Green's character's name is Toto? <laughs> Toto. I was surprised to see him back. I was, I was happy. I thought he blew up last we saw him. I was so pleasantly he gone? surprised. He's a droid. They can like come he blew back up from in anything. the Jedi holocron heist. Right? I think that's the last Retcon. time. We hey hey we well, thought R seven was dead too. True. I mean, it could have rebuilt him. Like I don't have a problem with that. Like, I just we didn't see him. I don't think the remaining of the remainder of the time that we saw Cad Bane through Clone Wars after the Holocron heist. So I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe he was there. Um, well, welcome everybody. Welcome to the Outer Rim Beacon. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We have uh, we are at the midway point of Bad Batch, and we're going to dive into a lot of a great, great episode that aired on Friday. A lot of stuff going on in this. A lot of good dialogue. Um, the return of some love, beloved characters from uh, Clone Wars. Exciting, my personal exciting favorite episode. bounty hunter. I'm not ashamed yeah, to say it. it. We were we were talking a little bit about that Friday night during the live stream, uh, Kyle. Uh, I know you were out sick, but I was like, man, Kyle is a big Cad Bane fan. Love so Cad Bane, I yeah. know he was probably like dying when he saw him on on screen on Friday. Uh, but you know, and again, thanks you, thank you everybody for joining the live stream on Friday. Uh, you know, it was awesome having you. We had a lot of really good questions on Friday night. Um, we're going to do it again this Friday night uh, with a new episode of Bad Batch coming out. Uh, we are also, I, I told you guys on the live stream, we're going to do a game and I'm going to have an awesome prize. So Ooh. I'm going to get some new new questions ready. We'll we'll try to play more of our uh, our um, uh, match. What is it? Uh, the newlywed the game, newlywed, game. newlywed game. style game. I love prizes. And, uh, I hope we'll I see win. if we can get some some good interaction. Yeah, it's, it's, I told him it's going to be a sweet prize. Oh, thanks, Maggie. I told him it's going to be a sweet prize, so sweet. be expecting that. Um, and before we dive into Bad Batch, though, we got to talk a little bit about Man, celebration. Woo! Hmm. It feels so close now. Forty-eight weeks, right? Forty-eight <laughs> weeks and counting. Forty-eight weeks. It's coming up quick, people. Get your hotel rooms. Save your monies. 
and still no tickets. You can get all that sweet, <laughs> sweet celebration merch. Just follow the light. What? Uh, all right, Maybe. so Maggie still has to get tickets. And Kyle, uh, Josh or Kyle, you still need one day? I need Sunday still, I'm pretty sure. Sunday. Okay. I'm, I'm all set. What week... What week does the panic set in? Right now, like last uh, week. How many, uh, several weeks ago for Maggie? <laughs> like, like, for me, it'll be Friday the, because <laughs> I'll still be like, oh, I'll, I'll find one somewhere. Oh, yeah. Not this Friday, I, I mind you, the Friday. Sign. Need Sunday, yeah. need one Sunday. Anybody got a Sunday? In 2015, you really could buy uh, one day tickets for, I think, Friday and Sunday, or Thursday and Sunday at the mm-hmm. at the box office. So I'm I'm not super yeah. worried about it. Mm-mm. I think it'll be okay. I I just often wonder that, like, what's everybody's personal countdown clock? Like, hey, we hit, you know, 15 weeks out. I still don't have tickets. Am I panicking at this point? Yes. When there when there's none left on light, when they go for sale and then there's none left, then I'll panic. But I think into mm. like, why panic when they haven't even gone up for sale yet? Like, they're not even available yet. So true. Not worried. Yeah, that's fair. Yet, I think that's fair. Um, we had a little bit of news, not a lot of news, uh, between last week and this week. We did get some new cover reveals for High Republic, the mainline comics. Um, I believe, uh, who's, who'd you say was on the cover of that Maggie? Keeve. That's, um, Keeve is on the cover. Um, and Niall I, I got, mm-hmm. well, she's in disguise. Or is she? I got hopefully. I got distracted with the release of the Miles Morales Captain America cover <laughs> that, that looks so good. Epic. That's off brand. Um, what are we talking about here? I, it's off brand. I know, but but it looked really really good, and uh, I might have to go pick that one up if I can find it because that one uh, looks looks pretty dope. So, Comic books are awesome. I um, get it. Yeah, we do have um, we do have an interview coming up this Thursday. We've kind of kept it hush hush uh, from everybody, so you'll have to wait until after we complete the interview Thursday. But it is a uh, a big name that we are very very happy to have uh, on the show. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, I know Maggie's excited. What for is it. teaser? Uh, it, Listen to this guy. <laughs> it's i'm excited it i think it'll be a fun interview i think we're gonna have a a good time uh we don't have a lot of time with him but um i'm excited i'm excited josh you excited you got your questions in there i'm so excited (laughs) it is electric in the air right now i love that i'm uh, felt it (laughs) it's it's close enough that i'm like nervous so i'm not excited this guy's downplaying yeah yeah no, it'll be fun. Hey, it'll be a good hey, time. Ma- remember, remember when you did that thing that we're that's why you're on the podcast with us? That was cool. Do you like, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> hey, do you Is like that, Star uh, Chris Wars? Farley? That was the the Chris yeah. Farley sketches. I think. Yeah. yeah, they were good. Yeah, remember that one time? That was awesome. That was awesome. Um and then yeah, we had we did our live stream. We only had half of uh Orb Force ninety nine there. Um we, we were it down, down too. Uh, we held it down. We had a good time. We we had some good, in-depth, deep conversation about some of these characters, and I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit more of that as we do our deep dive today on episode eight how, of Bad how Batch, much which called Reunion. We didn't have any. I Rihanna. assure you, not like, enough. Oh, yeah. It was wow. like Bad Batch focused, I would say. Sounds I mean, we lame. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> um, Agreed. It was it was good. It was uh, it was pretty intense. We did ask. We did get some a couple good questions. Uh, I know one of our listeners, Ed, had submitted a couple during their like yeah. you know projections on who do we Eddie. see coming back or um, different predictions like that for the back half of Bad Batch. So it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, we missed you guys Friday night. Um, hope Kyle, I know you were, you were not yeah, feeling my inhibitor great. chip was acting up. <laughs> Felt he was going to yeah. murder some Jedi. I don't come on. <laughs> uh, or, uh, but yeah, so we, we definitely missed you guys Friday night, but, uh, glad to have you back today. And then, uh, hopefully this Friday night we got a, our full orb force 99. So, um, Again, everybody, thanks for joining us. You can actually go back and watch the replay of it if you would like. Do you know, it. If you would like to be these two and go back and, and watch our 45-minute coverage of Bad Batch that they think is boring, you know, you can pull it up on the <laughs> I'm YouTube. sure it was good as far as Bad Batch coverage goes, but I'm here for ponchos, oh, it was, Rihanna, it was top wrestling, match. maybe comic books, you know. I'm just saying, I like, um, I'm here for the tomfoolery. It, it, it was mm-hmm. top-notch Bad Batch coverage. It was... um. It was uh I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It was it was pretty impressive. And the humility. So, I love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and let speaking of Bad Batch, <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into episode eight, which was titled Reunion, which was our midway point of the first season of Bad Batch. Kyle, take it away. Give us the deets. You're half, we're halfway. I didn't even realize that until you mentioned it, but that's true. It's episode eight, like you said, mm-hmm. reunion. Um, direct. Living on a prayer. What's that? Yeah, living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. This is now the Bon Jovi hour. See, now, of course, now Justin's on board. Rihanna, no interest. Bring up like an 80s rock band and all of a sudden. Speaking of 80s bands, (laughs) you said, oh, it's Toto, like the band. It's T-O-D-O, not T-O-T-O. Okay. Justin. It's a homonym. It's fair. (laughs) It's close enough. Um, Is that the right word? Homonym? I think it is. Homophone? It's one of those. Somebody will Google it. Um, Anyway... See, this is what we were missing on the live stream. Yeah, I had to bring some energy over. <laughs> okay, so, there, yeah. back to reality, uh, The Bad Batch, Reunion, Episode 8, directed by Stuart Lee, written by Christian Taylor. We have discussed both of these people um, at length, but there were two special guest stars. I don't feel bad spoiling it because we already mentioned both of them in the opener here, but uh, Corey Burton, the voice of Cad Bane, and Seth Green, the voice of Toto with a D, not a T, 360. Um, mm-hmm. And this one opens up on Camino, where the weather is terrible. There is never a nice day on Camino. They have the worst weather in the galaxy. Uh, and Rampart is telling the Prime Minister, Lama Su, that he expects to be appraised of all matters that take place on Camino, And he's basically being a jerk. Um, this is when Crosshair busts in with his people, um, and tells Rampart that the scrappers on Braca have reported a power surge on the Jedi cruiser. And he's like, oh, we'll just send a scout team. And that's when Crosshair shows the hologram of Hunter and says, well, we're going to need more than that because Clone Force 99 is present and on the scene. It's my boys. And he knows that they're forced to be reckoned with, not to be underestimated. 
Yeah. Uh, Lama Sue wants Clone Force 99 uh, to be taken alive because, as we already know, the uh, K- Kaminoans have a plan to start churning out these augmented clones um, to stay relevant because they want to keep that that big government contract that they're about to lose. Um, but Rampart's not interested in that. He basically says, just take them out, get rid of them. Um, terminate them all and then we cut back to clone force 99 still on Braca, where we left him last week in the junkyard and wrecker mm-hmm. is showing omega how to play with bombs and i think we got a clip this, of that this seems like a good thing to do with your kids and that's how you disassemble a thermal explosive <laughs> there's tons of live ordnance buried in the shipyard if you trip one you need to know how to disable it. Fair reasoning. Seems simple enough. Right? Seems yeah. simple enough. And it's well, like all torn apart <laughs> there. It seems simple, she says. But then when he tells her to do it, she fails quickly and miserably. Yeah. Um, of course, he tells her it's a live uh, weapon. And when she fails to defuse it, it goes off. But it's just a smoke bomb. And Wrecker does mm-hmm. the giant meathead Jimmy Fallon thing where he laughs at his own joke. You'll hear it a lot in this. <laughs> yeah. here. Why didn't it explode? <laughs> because it's a smoke bomb. You think I let you train with a live explosive? I'm not a crazy. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen your face. <laughs> I mean, yes, face. he is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I-, I will say it was, it was nice to show, um, like it was a nice little reminder that even though he's like a big kid, he is like a competent soldier. He, That's right. Yeah. You know. And he he he's he does mention you know ah don't worry I messed it up my first time too but now I'm a pro and yeah he is uh, even though he might not be the brightest one in the group he's still like you said a, a competent soldier in the yeah. field. The heavy weapons explosive guy. Yeah. Well, he's the only it's one who can niche. pick up those giant torpedoes. Those things Proton, are huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that's right around the time that Echo comes up and tells him Hunter wants him back in the uh, Star Destroyer. And so they're headed that way, but they notice they got a tail on him. Um, And again, Wrecker also is on top of this, showing that he, like you said, knows what's going on. He's not a complete buffoon out there just bumbling around bull in a china shop like it seems sometimes. Um, and they do the nice little, okay, well, be cool, be cool, be cool, and go and chase them down. Uh, one of them almost gets away, but they catch it. And, um, you know, they've got all three of these scrappers, and they realize that uh, they got to get a move on because they've already been spotted and get out of here. And I, an Echo hit that he stunned that guy from pretty far away yeah. with like a DC 17. But how bad? I mean, that dude is like, he's like, oh, I'm just cruising along gets stunned the thing like falls into the ship and then he goes flying forward out of it down he did he's He's dead so much for the stun you might as well just shot him yeah right you should (laughs) have just shot him like because he's gonna wake up and be like wait a minute that's generous of you to think he's gonna wake up because i think he's probably not (laughs) no 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 like (laughs) he's gonna wake up in a whole other place like wait a minute in the clone afterlife (laughs) yeah 
where, where am I? Like, this is not Braca. <laughs> where am I? Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. And, um, Echo recognizes that Rex warned them and, um, about these scrapper patrols. And I think we've got this clip too. Rex warned us about the scrapper patrols on Braca. We should leave. In our present situation, we need money. And we have a chance to make a lot of it right here. In this dump? How? Tech, what's the potential hole inside this cruiser? My scans indicate the armory and artillery bay have not been fully offloaded. The Dianoga must have kept the scrappers away. Just a few of those weapons should clear our debt with Sid. We're soldiers, not arms smugglers. There's no Republic for us to rely on anymore. We're presented with an opportunity here. We have to take it. I would also add that the intel from the bridge's central system has the potential to be worth far more than any weapon. Uh, not to me. Hmm. Yeah, this, uh, that's a thing that keeps popping up. It's like the information is more valuable than any like actual thing we can grab onto. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was... That might have been more on the nose than previous versions, but I feel like that's one of many times now that they've said, we're soldiers, we're not mercenaries, we're soldiers, we're not arms dealers. Yeah. And every time I'm like, is this a Trek reference to Bones? I'm, Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a insert other <laughs> yeah. thing here. You know, like. Yeah. I, we, we talked a little bit about it Friday that it was just odd. Like, they... Complete like Hunter's completely done a 180 here, and he's like, "No, let's just we're gonna round up firearms and bombs and bring them to to Sid so we can get out of this." And like, it was a complete 180 for him, and he's like, he's turned into to Tony Stark. He doesn't like he's selling weapons. It you know he thinks he's going to the right people, but in the the long run, it ends up with the wrong people sometimes. Well, it's kind of like (laughs) I have some questions, Mm -hmm. especially kind of in the wake of that conversation he had with the uh, Spice Girls um, about, like, what side of this are you going to be on? He's like, eh, well, I uh, gotta make a buck, so... But right. in in his defense, in that same episode, he did decide to give them the intel and not take it to their unknown buyer um, uh, so that yeah. it could and be also, in the right hands. In this episode, he had Tech go download all of the information from a Jedi cruiser to sell to who? We don't know, but probably the highest bidder. So That's true. Yeah, but I think he has gotten mm-hmm. to a point, and this is like we were talking about last week, where he realizes that they their whole life, since they were cloned in a laboratory, they have been taken care of. They were, were fed and housed and given the equipment and yes, they had to serve in the military, but they didn't have to worry about taking care of themselves other than, you know, actually from the military aspect of surviving and stuff. So they're in a whole different situation now. And, and I think that's what I got out of that conversation is there is no galactic Republic for us to rely on anymore. And hunters realize that, that they've got to figure out a way to take care of themselves and they have a very limited skill set. Um, and I think that we can all agree that they're not really using it to the best way possible yet, but I think this is the only opportunity he's, opportunity that he's come across. And that's what he's trying to explain to, to Echo is that, you know, yes, that's great. We're soldiers. It would be great if we could just be fighting for good, but 
this is the real world and we've got to, you know, keep food on a plate and we've got this kid to take care of and we've got to put fuel on the ship and yada, yada, yada. And I think, of course, over time, we're going to find a way to meet in the middle where they're doing both. Mm-hmm. Would you would you say that right now Hunter's not really limiting them and what they do to get by? Yeah, I think he's just kind of... So, yeah. Would you say that there are no limit soldiers? Oh, yeah, here we go. Na 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 na. Not until he makes not until he makes one of them say it, uh. Then it'll be record. Then it would be for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh um Jeez. Yeah, I, I it's hard and I get that. And I think where I think Echo was what he was trying to basically get across to him was that like we can still survive and not do these because clearly Rex has done that to this point. He's surviving somehow. He's mm-hmm. in touch he's with people. Um, yeah, even though he's a reg, he's still doing his thing. Like, so there is clearly another way. And I think Echo realizes that, but I think Hunter's like dead set on this path of, no, we have to do this because this is the way to go. And it, this is the, I think the folly of the bad batch is like they're, all of their other stuff is so heightened and we'll find out here in a little bit when we talk about tech, all their other stuff is so heightened. They can't use common sense in certain things to realize what's in front of them because they're so focused on a mission or whatever their enhancement or ability is that it kind of blinds them from other things. When I, if that makes sense. I also get the impression and we don't have nearly the information on these bad batch clones that we do on Rex. We've seen Rex in hundreds of episodes of shows, mm-hmm. but um, it seems like Rex was given so much freedom and agency by just the nature of Anakin and Obi-Wan and the 501st. And they were all over the place and they did so many different things in so many different ways. It just seems like Rex is a little more like worldly almost like he's just been out Mm -hmm. there and seen more. And yes, these bad batch clones were fighting in this galactic war, of course, but they just seem like, they were kept a little closer to home and, and sheltered a little more. Obviously, their back barracks were on Camino. That's where they were going back to after their missions and stuff. So um, I just think they they don't really understand how to live in the world yet. And I'd be interested to hear what Hunter, what path Hunter actually thinks they are on and what path he thinks Rex is on, because I bet it's not 100% accurate or not really very thoroughly thought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yep. But we, it, you know, that's the thing is we just don't. When we went through season seven of the Clone Wars, um, which if you haven't checked that out, feel free to go back in the feed. What's but the we, Clone Wars? Yeah, I'll, I'll bet some people <laughs> listening to this have probably watched it. Bad Batch Negative One. <laughs> yeah, it's the prequel to the Bad Batch. Uh, oh, but we just God. had so much information going into it that we knew what those characters were thinking and why they were behaving the way they were. And uh, for these guys, we just don't know that yet. I don't think we're, at least I don't. I don't. I'm not able to like really understand their thought process yet. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how these characters can get fleshed out a little more. But. Well, let's move it on down the road here. So they've made this decision. They're going to yeah. raid these Venator class, sh- this Venator class ship for uh, 
goods and wares and, and intel. Yeah, so Tech heads to the bridge, and he's going to try and um, salvage whatever intel he can get, and the others are going to go and get the artillery, munitions, whatever explosives they can find. Um, this is where... Wrecker and Omega come across a big, uh, you know, some kind of container of munitions and, and then, um, Wrecker one ups her with the big <laughs> wall of proton torpedoes, which he, she asks if, Oh yeah. Yeah. He really, he gets, really a, like he gets a little excited. I don't want to a little overly excited. It's like, uh, he might've done. He had to up, up the rating on this episode or something. He was so There's excited. no greater love than a man and his torpedo. Oof. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. There you go. But uh, he... I think he's about the only one that can lift him. <laughs> I wouldn't want to try. And and Omega even asked if he would show her how to uh, arm it, and he said, no, this one's all mine. But proton torpedoes, in case you did not know, are explosive ordnance that release a cloud of high-velocity proton particles upon detonation, and you may remember them from the time Luke Skywalker blew up the Death Star with proton torpedoes. That's what really made him famous, I'd say. Put him on the map. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. also a big stack of them here in this um, Star Destroyer that they're trying to get out, or at least take two or one or whatever with them. You can't take too many. They're very large. Um, but while they're doing this, Tech calls for Omega over the comm link and says that he needs her up on the bridge, and she comes running. And that is one of a couple different examples in this episode where they are actually incorporating Omega as part of the team and not just like, yeah, you stand here and stay out of the way and don't get shot, which they do protect her and they don't give her, like, obviously dangerous jobs, but they are utilizing her as a actual full-fledged member of the team and not just like the team mascot or something i'll believe it when she gets her own armor and helmet hey who do you think made (laughs) do you think they're designing their (laughs) own armor in the back of and just not making her any this is the whole thing there's no republic to take care of them anymore man where are they going to get this armor not mandalorians they can't just go back there and whip something out and paint it real quick came off the assembly line or something they had people for that (laughs) they don't have they wouldn't even know how to buy it if they wanted to which I, you know, it's funny because they they have no problem. All right, Omega, go ahead and run up to the bridge. We're clear down in what the the hangar bay or wherever they're at, the munitions Ow. storage area. They're like, oh yeah, go ahead and go into a giant rusty ship with with a roaming Dianoga somewhere down there. Like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go. It's all right. It's cool. Yeah, she takes out a clone with her bow later. She uh, she's mm-hmm. planting explosives in the cone. Yeah, they. I mean, they had her just participating which you know again mm-hmm. that's a little bit of growth for them they weren't they definitely were not there at the beginning they didn't even want her to sit at their lunch table so they've come a sure. long way yeah um and that is when we get that conversation where hunters saying well i hope we can use all this stuff to pay off sid and, and echo says where he thinks they should have gone with rex mm-hmm. this one with a hole like this sid will owe us for a change if we'd left with Rex, we wouldn't have to owe Sid at all. He's on a different path than us. Hunter, we're soldiers. What other path is there? Yeah, and I tend to think that um, Echo's more right 
which is a little sad to think about mm-hmm. um, because you like to think of these clones as having agency, like I said, and and free will and and um, being able to make their own decisions. Especially, you know, we already saw Cut in uh, one of the previous episodes, who is an actual defector who has a life and a family and all these things. Uh, but he's right; they're soldiers, and that's what they were bred for, and that's what they've always done. And I think it's sort of in their nature to find a cause to fight for. And I think Hunter's currently resisting that. He's trying to just kind of find a way for them to fade into the shadows and hide away rather than um, be at risk. But I also think that that's because Omega is there and I think he's feeling protective of her and, and doesn't want to necessarily sign up to be on the front line of another war with this child that he's, feels responsible for and, and, and promise to take care of. Not that they're going into yeah. super safe situations, but um, I think that's definitely informing his opinion on why they're doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, so then back to Omega having a job, she's up in the bridge with tech and he tells her to copy the master drive while he's transferring the files from the ship's data imprint, you know, just tech stuff. They're copying info from the mm-hmm. from the computer there and um omega randomly i guess because she's looking out at all these destroyed starships from the war asks what the war was like and tech of course is an annoying turd tick tick what was the war like it was a primary mission objective comprised of battles on various fronts okay but dictionary what was it like I just told you. Why is this button blinking? That's the proximity sensor. It signals when there's an approaching vessel. It's most likely a short circuit. Hunter, we've got company. <laughs> is it more scrappers? No. It's the Empire. Now, I left that whole like bit in there because I just the music transitioned from the Omega conversation and asking the question to when the Empire shows up was just mm-hmm. really, really done well. I mean, it was it was you could just hear this change in tone. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I kept that clip a little bit longer. But uh, yes, very tech answer. Um, Tech's an idiot. Yes, he is. Tech undersells everything. Thank you. He's book smarts, <laughs> no street smarts. Yeah, he's on my nerves. And I hate that because that's the kind of thing my mom says, but mm-hmm. that she's got street yeah. smarts and no book smarts. Oh, she's the other way. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but man, he like downplayed the chips. Oh, none of us have it. Well, ex- except Crosshair, I guess. Yeah, I mean, only only one out <laughs> of five, though. <laughs> only 20%. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, well, he, go ahead, Kyle. I, I, he he grates on my nerves, but also like I'm the smart guy and I'm just going to randomly say like, oh, the alarm going off, probably just probably just a malfunction for no reason. I have no reason to believe that. And I'm the smart guy, but like, <laughs> oh, the alarm that tells you there's an emergency, just disregard it because I'm going to assume it's broken for no reason. Mm-hmm. What an idiot. I mean, because there's all those like broken ships like laying around down there, but you'd have that system on for quite some time without that alarm going off. 
Um, no, my thing, I, and we, we, we talked a little bit about it Friday night. These clones, they're enhanced, right? Their Allegedly. abilities are clearly enhanced. Tex, I, I think this was great because I think this was, Tech is enhanced to the point that he has no emotion tied up in anything. He doesn't, he does like, so when he got that question, he's not thinking to explain it in feelings like Hunter or maybe Crosshair or Wrecker would. He is solely like his enhancement is information. His enhancement is intelligence. And he has like literally no feeling whatsoever, which is sad. Like it, it's, it's, because they probably saw a lot of stuff in the years that they were fighting, but he can't explain it to a kid because like he's so detached from it because of his enhancement. I think there is potentially definitely something to what you're saying, but on the other hand, that's an awful design because if he's just going to be a dictionary slash encyclopedia, he might as well be a droid. Uh, cause if you're going to be a smart human being, you would be able to like problem solve and also communicate with other people. And he is not so great at those things. He does have encyclopedic knowledge, but he mostly just mm-hmm. uses it to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because he's more droid like than most of the droids we know. Like think about how sassy R2, C3PO, BB-8 and yeah. Chopper all are. They all have like... Very mm-hmm. distinct personalities oh. that are more human. Toto here's got way more tech. personality than tech. I would Toto has too much. I'd rather go on a Tebow too. Yeah, and Tebow, and Tebow. Yeah, I and Tebow. <laughs> Tebow is uh, Toto's lesser known brother. Yeah, never, he never made never it. Never joined the crew. He never made it big yeah. in the gang. Yeah. He, he runs um, with yeah, a I mean, that's, second-rate bounty hunter. To me, I mean, I think that's that's the thing, right? Is the Bad Batch is the enhanced clones because you're trying to basically build a more perfect soldier. And, Male enhancement. And, and that's There's what... I mean, for that on late night TV. And that would universe... Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Universal Soldier, but that's that whole premise of that movie is building better soldiers Creating that don't a feel, that don't super feel soldier? pain. That's... Um... Mm-hmm. Very I original a idea. A lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd that's... love to see Dolph Lundgren in a Star Wars movie. In a Star War, yeah, he could be an enhanced clone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd give him a boxing capability. <laughs> that's what I'd want to see. Worst enhancement yeah, ever. Exercise Great in the for snow. close combat. Yeah. <laughs> not so we know good. What they say he's not yeah. a man; he's a machine. He's like mm-hmm. iron. <laughs> Not so good in open field. (laughs) So tell us about these ships. Tell us the Empire shows up. Tell us a little bit about these ships, Kyle. Kyle, if I can change and you can change, (laughs) we all can change. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Cold War's over, man. Cold War's over. All right. Uh, So the proximity sensor that went off and was actually going off because there were ships inbound, not because there was a short circuit or whatever ignorant thing Tech said, because he's annoying. Um, Mm. There were three... New, that's N-U, not N-E-W. They're not like, they didn't just buy them. It's new, like the Greek letter. Uh, new. I mean, they might be new. They could also be new. Hopefully. You're right. Could also be new, You're new. right. New, new. They could They're be new, new. But it, that wasn't specified. <laughs> I don't know the age of these three new class attack transport shuttles, um, but that's what they are. And Tech tells Hunter that they're the Empire, like we heard in that clip. Um, but the new class, not, I mean, not like brand new, but like new N-U class attack transport shuttle 
uh, AKA the Republic attack shuttle was what was used by the Republic Navy in the clone wars. You saw them in obviously the clone wars. It was right there in the explanation and it was the predecessor to the Lambda class T for a shuttle that was used by the Imperial Navy. I mean, let's be honest. We all know the ship loses 10% of its value the minute you drive it as off the lot. As soon as you take it so off the lot. it's not really new, new anymore. New to you. My, it's new to you. <laughs> My accountant said you should never buy a new class attack shuttle. You always buy a used class. You know, even a couple years. It's just way more value for your money. Do they have mm-hmm. that new class attack shuttle? Smell, smell? though. Yeah, you get an air freshener. It's never, it's never the same. Okay, that again. You know, there. I bet there was none of this on the live stream. It was so boring. There might have been some. Oh, it's like tech talking to Echo for yeah. now. Jeez. I'm just kidding. That was mean. Oh, uh, that's almost as bad as when you said Justin's mom looked like a. Ishi Tib or an Ethorian or something. <laughs> Ugh, fighting words. Terrible. Okay. Um, but from from there, with the incoming shuttles, we we cut back to uh, Tapioca City. That's a joke. It's Tapoca City on uh, Camino. And I think we got that clip. Prime Minister. We can no longer delay. The Empire's mission on Brock opposes a threat to our contingency plan. I will have to call upon further assistance. Is that wise? Is that we already wise? have someone handling matters. As long as one of these bounty hunters deliver the young clone intact, that is all that should concern us. That is all that should concern us. They're so creepy. Yeah, they do have a weird Two questions. Addiction. Go ahead. First question. Who did you think you were going to see when they said that? Who was the first person you thought you were going to see? I know who we ended up seeing, but in that moment, who was the first person? I thought Finnick Shand again. I thought they were tying up that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That. Yeah. I I didn't think it was going to be her because she said that little thing about since we already have someone on the job, and I'm like, well, Finnick Shand is the someone on the job, so I I figured it would be someone else. Um, I don't know that I I had I don't know that anybody really jumped into my mind though. I, I think I was a blank. Mm-hmm. Justin, I thought it's... Boba. I didn't. I'm glad that it wasn't. Like I'm glad what we got. Um, but I thought Boba just because it ties in easy. I, I I ruled Boba out because I felt like whoever it was going to be was going to run into Fennec Shand at some point because now they've got both of these people on the same job. Ah, and that's why True. you know Boba Fett meets her. Spoiler alert for um the Mandalorian, but. Boba meets her, I I assume, for the first time on the sands of Tatooine, as he says. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it just kind of skipped over for me because I was like, well, okay, maybe they just hired multiple bounty hunters and they're out there, like a couple of them, there's two or three out mm-hmm. there looking and Fennec found him first and is still on it. We might have seen Fennec again here and then whoever the second or third bounty hunter is a little bit later on, right? Like they come into the picture later on, but... Um, so for me, it just, it kind of skipped over and I was like, oh, okay. Like a couple bounty hunters looking for him. Sure. Not a big deal. I actually lied. The second they said it, I was like, oh, Cad Bane. Exactly. That's immediately, (laughs) I knew exactly who it was going to be. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. We weren't watching live. So you guys could (laughs) verify that. (laughs) 
I yeah. actually thought it was going to be Gecko. Gecko. Yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be um Embo with his giant That's hat. yeah. No. Well, that would be so cool. I would cool. like to have That'd seen be Embo. So cool to see, yeah, but like, yeah, I don't think I don't Embo think he's his coming. dog and yeah. Yeah. That would have been you cool. Never know, though. Or uh what's I'm trying to think of the other ones. Um Serapis was one, the little guy and the big robot. Mm-hmm. Um I thought there was another, there was like two more. Could have been Aura Sings, you never know, but I, I don't like her metal antenna thing that sticks out of her head, so I'm glad it wasn't Aura Sings. Yeah, it does yeah. give me the creeps. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, they verified again that they want to get their hands on these enhanced clones because that's their conting- contingency plan. We're going to make these enhanced clones, and then the Empire's going to keep buying them from us because, like I said, that juicy contract, and it's all about those credits. Um, and I also, I keep getting a vibe that um, Nala Say is being very protective of Omega. Um, she's the one who opened the, oh, the sure. blast door for them to get out. She's nervous about sending all these bounty hunters to chase after her. So um, I, I think that's still going to come to a head at some point. Maybe, maybe she's going to save her, be their kind of inside person, um, because clearly Omega is already captured at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it for Camino with the thunderstorms. I don't think the sun ever shines on Camino, and we are back to the uh, Bad Batch are all up on the bridge, and they spot Crosshair uh, getting off one of those transport shuttles. And what cool is shot. it? It's a Crosshair, a cool and shot. I'm not going to entertain any of this from you right now, Josh. <laughs> it was a cool shot, him getting out there. Like yeah. it was just dark and ominous, and you know, full Empire. It was a cool shot. And I get the feeling that Crosshair's really digging being in charge. He just seems like a type to really, really relish that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like Crosshair, I feel like the way this is going to end is that Crosshair's chip's going to get deactivated and he's still going to be the villain and still going to be a dick. I want it so bad. <laughs> They're going to turn it off so he's not forced to do it and he's going to be like, mm, I'm still going to follow orders though because screw you guys. Yeah. And I got this cushy gig with the, I don't know. He did the sad boy thing where he sat on his bunk and like put his shoulder, like shoulder slumped and head down and hands on his knees and was super sad. So maybe just missed his friends or hadn't gotten to kill enough innocent people yet, but I'm not sure. It is hard to say. I'm, like I said, just don't know these guys well enough yet. Mm. Um, but he does. He does know these bad batch uh, people. He was. Uh, he was a member of the squad for a while. So you know these these other regs that he's leading are like, oh well, there must be some interference from the atmosphere. And Crosshair's like, no, they're still here. They're jamming you. Um, and and he kind of knew what they were going to do on the jamming jamming. <laughs> As soon as he said that, Maybe all I could jamming. think of was uh, Spaceballs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like, they're jamming you. No. That's all I could think of when he said that. I was like, no. No, Justin. Jamming the frequency, <laughs> not the kind of jam you put on toast. Yeah. <sighs> Ridiculous. Um, so they're like, uh, how are we going to get out of here with our, with our haul? We got to cash in and we got to be undetected because now there's three transports worth of troopers trying to take us out. Um, so Crosshair's like, all right, you guys, you go check the Havoc Marauder um, and the rest of us 
we're going to go to the Star Destroyer and start sweeping it. Um, they notify him that nobody was there, and, and Crosshair tells them to you know just kind of secure the perimeter. So people are holding down their exit route to make sure they can't just sneak out and uh, backdoor him. It's their contingency plan, much like the Kaminoans have a contingency plan. But uh, Tech taps into the comms of the uh, the troopers that are hunting him down and discovers that they're trying to push them towards the hangar so they can pin him down. And that's when Hunter changes the plan to exit through the artillery decks. Um, and that's when, like Justin was talking about earlier, they, they get to like this big chasm and they're overlooking this valley and Wrecker's like, well, we're definitely not going out there. He's scared of heights. And even if he wasn't, yes. it was not an exit route by any <clears throat> means. Yeah. He says, I'm not going down that way, but yeah. it, and you've seen this, this room before, um, when we we're first introduced in, to the clones and like in, in episode three, you see him just shooting these giant cannons out mm-hmm. the side of the, the Venator class ships. But, um, this is that, uh, that giant confrontation that happens. Tapping our comms to track our movements. So predictable. Nice to see you too, Crosshair. Echo, scomp in and reroute reserve power to the cannons. If these cannons fire, this whole deck will collapse. Exactly. Look at you all, scavenging like rats. How pathetic. Why come after us? You're traitors. Done. Crosshair, wake up. You're being controlled by an inhibitor chip. He's telling the truth. The Kaminoans put chips in all the clones. Remember what I told you in the brig? You can't help it. Aim for the kid. What a turd. Your issues with me. He's always hit kids. Online in three, two, chest, drop one. Boom. And that's where and the... Boom uh, goes the dynamite. Just throws them all off. The floor shakes. The ceiling starts to fall in. Um, I kept that first part in there with Wrecker because it's kind of important uh, at the end of this, <laughs> this little skirmish because he ends up chucking like three guys out the same direction that he said he wasn't going to go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what's good for him is not necessarily good for them, I guess. Um, nope. He also, mm-hmm. shortly after this, like you said, um, pretty much pandemonium ensues. The whole place is collapsing down around him. And um, so they're trying to make their escape during the distraction. And they come across an elite trooper with a flamethrower and record just wings an ion torpedo at him and knocks him out torpedo and um and tech leads them back to the ion engine chamber um which in case you're not familiar with an ion engine it's a common type of sublight drive that generated charged particles that were hurled from the rear of the ship creating thrust they have no moving parts or high temperature components which meant less maintenance which is good if you got a fleet of ships and ion are the um, engines in the tie fighters hence tie twin ion engines boom 
And this is a little sound of Wrecker chucking a ion torpedo or a photon torpedo at somebody. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that you said photon instead of proton. Mm. Proton. This is not. We already made one Star Trek reference this episode. (laughs) No, we don't need to make more than one. What are the What do the Ghostbusters use? What are their those are proton, proton packs, packs, aren't they? Okay. Proton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. That means Earth is canon. Um, flamethrower taken out with the torpedo. They're going into the ion engine. Um, Omega actually made some comment about like, oh, I've never been inside an ion engine before. And Wrecker, okay, I do not think his <laughs> jokes are funny, but this one was pretty good. He'd be like, well, it would be a lot weirder if you were. Because like, yeah, of yeah. course, nine-year-old girl who never left Camino, you've never walked through a giant like Venator-class ion engine. But okay, mm-hmm. I, that like, it was a funny little gag to me. Let her enjoy her life, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know if I have She's that. She's just out there having experiences. I do have the, the tech part. I think I got that part too here. Hang on. I didn't think you meant we'd be escaping through the engine. I could not have been clearer. Tech. Tech. I'm sick of it. (laughs) Never been inside an ion engine before. It'd be weirder if you had. These chambers are quite the engineering marvel. This blast primer coating is capable of withstanding. Okay, no one, no one cares. cares. I thought that was even <laughs> funnier up, because there are a huge contingency of ner- Star Wars nerds out there who definitely did care and wanted to hear <laughs> the end of whatever sentence Tech was about to say. What does the coating do? What temperature can it withstand? I need to know. <laughs> it's, it's funny you bring that up because Friday night, Maggie and I were talking. Maggie was like, I really wanted See? to hear the end of that conversation. <laughs> I, knew it. I was like, I don't disagree. I was curious I too. Disagree. I was like, man, I could have looked that up. And now we'll just <laughs> never know. know. Thanks for record. I just love the fact that Ogre from yeah. Revenge of the Nerds shows up at the end. Move it, no nerd. one cares. Uh, yeah. Wrecker uh. ruined it for us nerds out there who actually did want to mm. know about that coating, that primer that it had on it. But. <laughs> You know, there they are. They're getting to the end. They're about to exit through the engine, as was the plan. But boom, Hunter has to dodge a blaster bolt from Crosshair, who got one of the transports to loop him around from um, the destruction to the back of the ship and, and cut him off. And he sends him the message like, give it up, boys. You're surrounded. You know, the classic, like, we got you. Uh, just come out with your like hands up. Dick Tracy. Just, yeah. <laughs> That's, he's a, it's like an old, old-timey old gangster. Like, man, see here. I, I don't know why, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Gonna get me yeah, I don't know that that's ever worked either. Like, we've got you surrounded. Just give it up. Like, oh well, yep. Guess we just quit now. Uh, I guess I yeah, turn it in. Uh. Um, but it didn't work. So Hunter orders them to retreat back into the engine. But the engines start to come online, and they're gonna either burn them from the engines or shoot them from where they're surrounded out on the other side. And they've got them trapped like proverbial rats. Um, and they don't really know what to do. They have like a bit of a standoff, but they come up with a plan to plant explosives all around the cone to dislodge it from the ship 
and also destabilize the core. And again, it's not a totally different plan than the one they just executed about five minutes ago, but they're basically going to create pandemonium and use the distraction to hightail it out of there. Which I want to know what plan seven is. I was curious about that because too. Because Wrecker suggests plan seven and was it Echo looks at him or, or Tech is Echo. like, plan seven doesn't even nothing to do with this. has nothing to do with this. And I'm, he's like, well, then you think of something. And I'm like, well, at least Wrecker thought of something. His, his it, thing was I irrelevant and unhelpful, but it is. was a thing. Yeah. And what's <laughs> plans like one through know. six for that matter? Right. Like I need, I need like a bad batch. Know. A playbook of here. These are the, yeah. What's the bad batch playbook here? Cause we've seen the uh, roll a giant boulder down a cliff a couple times. Um, Maybe that was plan seven. Plan seven is. It's his go to. <laughs> he just went He's back like, to that. Ah, let's roll a boulder at him. I don't know. Plan seven. It works every time. <laughs> Oh, bless the big guy for trying. Yeah, he's just throwing it out there, seeing what sticks. He's trying to get the ball yeah. rolling. You know, it doesn't have to be a great idea. We just got to have some ideas out there. Um, so no, they do not. They do not roll a boulder at Crosshair. They decide to plant some explosives all around the cone and blow it up. And Omega is admittedly a little bit concerned because she's like, "So we're just going to fall." And Hunter's like, well, yeah, that is not great. But the other option is we get incinerated slash shot. So we take our chances with the fall. Um, and that's when, um, you know, they go ahead and do that. And Crosshair gets burnt to a crisp by the um, the flames that are shooting out of the engine. Un unencumbered i guess by the by the cone there and he gets pretty wrecked up and the bad batch get kind of scattered at the bottom and hunter tells him over the comm to to meet back at the havoc marauder crosshair already knows that's what's going to happen so he radios to the clones that are back there of course getting no reply you know rumor has it though that getting burnt to a crisp is actually a good way to fail upwards in the empire. <laughs> it's <Really? not laughs> there are people who have been very successful yeah. using that method. Is it fair to say? Well, I mean, think I he's, he did fail. Yeah, in that endeavor, he's going to be more machine than man eventually. I don't think he he didn't lose any limbs yet. Maybe he might need a skin graft. Can they do a like a cyborg style <laughs> skin graft and give him some implants that way? I think I, I think I said on Friday he ended up looking like Dark Man at the end of that because he had like the yeah, it wasn't whole, a great look. like the the bandage around his his face with like the one eye sticking out. He, he kind of looked like Darth Vader and Dengar had a baby. The way he was breathing heavily too, I was like, Darth Vader, is that yeah. you? <laughs> he did have the the respirator thing on there. Yeah, now can I, you imagine how, he hurt his sc- leg. how scorched his lungs were from that inhaling all that yeah. hot hot breathing air, breathing in the yep the fumes, yeah. So he's in he's in a rough state. They're getting him bandaged up. He's got the breather on, uh, like in the cave when they're looking for Minox. Um, it's not a cave. This is no cave. <laughs> uh, but Hunter and Omega are the first back to the ship, and they uh, realize that something has already gone down. And I think we've got a, a clip of that. 
and I, I, there was at least ten to fifteen dispatched yeah, quite troopers a few. Quite laying around there. Few. But then you get this this work of art. Commander, Commander, can you hear me? We need a medic. They're headed for their ship. Stop them. CT eight five zero eight. Have you secured the enemy ship? CT eight five zero eight. Do you copy? He does not. CT eight five zero eight. Report. This is when they come up. What happened to them? Love that music. Wah, wah, wah. Someone's here. This wasn't the scrapper's handiwork. Really leaning into the Wasn't Western. much work. That music. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Omega, get behind me. Love that. Big. <laughs> He says, this wasn't the scrapper's work. He says, wasn't much work. Well, it's like, one, <laughs> once you figure out how to take out a clone, it's pretty easy. Uh, but mm-hmm. then Omega showing off like, I've learned three things. That's a bounty hunter. Like, well, congratulations. Right. Yes, it's a bounty right. hunter. Yeah. You do get this uh, this um, pretty impressive dialogue uh, between Cad and uh, the rest of them. I've taken down so many clones over the years. Once you figure out one, the rest are easy. You're in for a surprise. I doubt that. <laughs> He's a bounty hunter. And you smart. The kid's got it all figured out. You're in trouble now. <laughs> You're in trouble. Son, that's confidential information. Now hand her over. She's with us. She's not going anywhere. That's unfortunate. For you. And then this went on for like a long time. They stared each other down. Just so cool about it. He's like, he knows, he knows he's not as good as him. Did anybody, Oh yeah. sorry Josh, uh, really quick though. Did anybody think... He sounded a little different. I, it's the same voice yes. actor, but his voice sounded different to me. Uh, I love I, the way his voice sounds. Yes, I thought he sounded well. He sounds older here. I think he sounds a little the, bit deeper, a little bit difference. older. There was just so than cool. what we got early. I, I'd have to listen to some of his stuff from Clone Wars because he was actually only in fourteen episodes. But um, I, it, something about it was different. Yeah, probably a little deeper. I think the like the cadence was a little different too. I I, I can't I can't articulate it yet, but I'll I'll get back to you on this because I I think we're definitely going to see Cad Bane again. So we'll get to talk about him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 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 things that Cad Bane is a reference to is like so on the nose mm, for sure that I should hate it. Oh, I know. It, it just so works, doesn't nice. it? Though. Yeah. Just works. It fits. It just fits so good, like with this. And he's he's such a cool character. He's laid back. He doesn't panic about anything. Well, he knows he's better than you. That's what you love he's about not, like the Ronin Samurai, which is the same as the Lone Gunman. You know, which is exactly what Cad Bane is. Is they're just like very confident in what they're doing. They're they're they move slow. They're never like agitated or upset. He like is always under control. Um, 
and he like like I was saying, he and Hunter just stared each other down for a long, long. He was not yeah. going to make the first move, but he still knew he was going to beat him to the draw. Um, you just love to see that, and and he's a mm-hmm. he's again. I think we think of Cad Bane as a villain, but he's also the I will never shoot you in the back type of villain. He's really just kind of out for his own whatever serves him the best and is willing to do, you know, willing to work for whoever. Um, but he, I don't think he is someone who is out to be evil. You know, there's, there, Mm -hmm. there is a difference there. Yeah. Forgive me for my bad memory. Does he have an aversion to killing? No, mm. he's killed quite a Mm-mm. few people, but he does have oh, like right. an honor code type situation where in, in that that cube um competition that that Count Dooku had to get his uh the best bounty hunter that Obi-Wan was in it disguised as Rako Hardeen. This is a whole yeah. Clone Wars thing, but um Cad Bane stuck up for him and you know somebody was trying to push him out of the way and be like, well, no, this guy saved us. So we save him and, and just kind of did the, the noble thing there. So I think he's got an honor code, but he's also killed tons and tons of people. So I don't think he's averse to it. He's, he's I like, just wasn't sure why there was no double tap, <laughs> like shoot of Hunter rec- yeah. or Hunter after mm-hmm. you stun. I mean, he's, he's, he's like Doc Holliday essentially is his, I think that's his character is essentially Doc Holliday. Like I'm not opposed to killing a man for doing me wrong, yeah. but I'm not going to just kill a man for no reason. Yeah. Like, that's... There has to be something behind it, you know? And then obviously like with uh, Wyatt Earp, like he joins and helps him for the right reasons, like to, to avenge his brother and, and to help kind of bring a little bit of order. But I, I think it is something you know, like that because he's not he's not an assassin, so he didn't he didn't really care no. if Hunter died. He just needed to get Omega, uh, so I think yeah. he wouldn't maybe go out of his way to make sure he was dead. He just needed him um, neutralized, and if he happened to die, then whatever. Just Tell thinking us, about uh, a trail of enemies. That's yeah, all true. Fair because they're <laughs> definitely going to be chasing him down. Um, but again, Tell I think that's his confidence. Yeah, yeah. Too. This is the last thing. I've got a couple notes on Cad Bane and Toto here, and and then I'll be about done. Um, but Cad Bane is a Duros bounty hunter. That means he is a blue, mostly humanoid. They definitely have alien heads, though. Um, they're kind of enlarged. And he was considered... I didn't actually know this, um, but during my research, I discovered that he was considered the leading bounty hunter in the galaxy after the death of Jango Fett. So he was top Mm. dog for a while there. He actually specialized in fighting Jedi and survived a ton of battles with him. He fought Obi-Wan and Anakin. I think he even fought them both at the same time once or twice. And uh, not that he took them out, but he survived, and that is quite a feat for a non-force user. Um, But he's got a lot of... He's got a whole kit, kind of like a Mandalorian. He's got... Um, rocket boosters that I think he wears on his feet or ankles or something. It's not a jet pack, but he's also got kind of a whip mm-hmm. thing and he's got all kinds of little gadgets to help combat the, the force users. Um, he was hired multiple times by Sidious and he even infiltrated the Jedi temple. That's what 
um, Justin was talking about earlier with the Holocron heist. And I mentioned this earlier, but he appeared in 14 different episodes of the Clone Wars, which isn't that much when you consider how many episodes there actually are. Um, but he's still like a really beloved character. And this episode on Friday, just a few days ago from when we recorded this, was the first time um, there's been a new appearance of Cad Bane in nine years. That's a long time, almost a decade since he wow. uh, appeared on screen. Uh, and then Toto 360, that's his his little dro- droid friend there. Uh, he's a techno service droid. He's not really appreciated by Canbane much at all, but he's a very loyal servant. And the only fun fact I have, and this is actually a very fun fact, he was created on the planet Vertseth, which is an a very obvious play on um, Seth Green, the the actor's name. Um, which I thought is is kind of fun, especially because it's not like cool. really a plot point that ever comes up. It's just a little side note. It's probably a footnote in an encyclopedia somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Cad Bane apologizes to Omega right before he um, stuns her, calls Sorry, her little lady. little lady, which is a very mm-hmm. Western gunslinger type of verbiage, I think. And they're off to the races. We, we cut to... Crosshair getting loaded up onto his transport and they're rescuing Hunter who survived. He got shot in the chest plate and armor works now apparently in Star Wars. And um, he says, uh, the bounty hunter got her. We got to rescue Omega. Yeah, this is uh, this was that beautiful. I loved the whole end of this because it went to a first person view from Hunter and you got the in helmet, yeah, the breathing, Republic and- Trooper video game style uh, cinematography uh, and, and sound was, effect too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just a really, really cool perspective. Here it is. Switches back over to outside. He, he took Omega. Who? Crosshair? No. The bounty hunter. We have to find her. Midway point of the season, and they leave you with a huge, huge cliffhanger. Uh, it was just a f- really cool way to end that episode. Um, all the feels and the nostalgia coming back from Republic Trooper uh, with that one, or Republic Commando with that one. I mean, it was just beautiful shot. I did see, um, this is not directly from the episode, but I, I saw floating around the internet some concept art for Cad Bane for this episode, who, A, he had an awesome outfit, and um, the the great gun belt with the ammunition in it, and he's got a new vest, which he did not wear in Clone Wars, got a new hat, which he's always got a great hat. Um, love Cad Bane's look all the time, and I think he had three or four different ones throughout the series. Um, but this concept art that I saw online, uh, 
had a metal plate implant repair on his head on the top of his scalp, which would be a reference to the unmade Clone Wars um, episode where Cad Bane and Boba Fett were going to have a shootout very similar to the one that Hunter and Cad Bane had today, or I guess Friday, um, where Boba Fett was going to get the dent in his helmet, the iconic dent that he now has painted over, I guess. And Cad Bane was also going to get shot through the hat and it was going to be left kind of open-ended whether or not he survived that. But obviously uh, we see he did now. So that hasn't been worked into the story at all yet. Um, Maybe it won't ever, but in the concept art, there was that um, repair there to his head where he had clearly been shot and and i guess in canon that would have been kind of the passing of the torch from when cad bane was top dog bounty hunter since um battle of geonosis when when um jango fett died up until that point towards the end of the clone wars when he and boba fett had that shootout and uh presumably boba fett would have kind of been the top dog moving forward from there shortly thereafter yeah. At least in my head, yeah. in my head, canon. Yeah, it was. Uh, some, I think somebody had posted like the side by side of like that sketch work, the un yeah. unpublished one and that one, and it was it was almost spot on. So, yeah, it was. Uh, they were definitely concerned a little bit with Hunter when the bolt in the chest. I think he's fine, but yeah, fine. you're right. I don't know why all of a sudden the armor works. Like yeah. if they have the same clone armor, or maybe it's enhanced clone armor i don't know but clearly they were a little concerned because he took a shot in the chest and was was obviously out yeah Um, usually wreckers the only one that gets knocked out so wait hold on hold on hold the phone (laughs) hold the phone hold the phone yes yes the mid mid season finale wrecker finally survived an episode did not get (laughs) taken out not one single time i don't think anyone can anyone dispute it I don't think I don't. He didn't even hit his head, did he? Did he make it one whole twenty-four minutes unscathed? I totally thought I he hit so. his head into something. I don't know. I have to go I back. Can't and think watch, of it. I, th- I think he got. It. I someone think he made can it. correct me down the line, but I think he. I think he did pretty good this episode. He needs. Uh, he needs one of those signs that they put up. Uh, <laughs> we've now we've made it one day without an accident. Yeah. One day without an accident. He's it's back been one zero. day since our last uh, OSHA claim. Yeah. <laughs> or it's. Uh, it's. Uh, his is always at zero because he never makes it more than one day. So I th- now I think he's, he might have made it one. He can say actually he, he passed the uh, torch to Omega because she wiped out when she was running away from the uh, smoke bomb. True. She did yeah, hit her head on trip. the pipe. She did trip. Yeah. All right. Yep. She, what about uh, she when he fell off out, the? We count when you. Does he have to get knocked out? What? What's what? Uh, what happened to him? Which part are you talking about? When he uh, fell off the um, little transport thing that he was holding on to, chasing this. Oh, that's true. Guy. He got tossed around, um, but he popped right back up. I'm going to give him that one. I think it's okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll give him a pass because he said he had it under control and he. Yeah. Got flung off and he appeared fine, so he really didn't have it under control. He definitely failed, um, but which the, there was a great uh, tech line after he said that 
after he's like, uh, Omega says, oh, Wrecker says he's got it under control. And he's like, mm, that's, that's concerning. Yeah, not promising at all. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even know um, when Plan 7 applies, so he can't be trusted. Right. 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 So um, definitely, I mean, this is probably one of my favorite, probably my favorite episode, I think. Mm. There's this one or I'm trying to think back. Eight episodes to go through. Um, it's tough. I thought the the first episode was really good. Still, yeah. uh, it's it was 45 minutes long or something like that. So it's a little hard to compare to the shorter ones. Uh, but this mm-hmm. this final scene with Cad Bane is probably my favorite mm-hmm. single scene of the series so far. Yeah, go agreed. Agreed. It's got Kyle doing the. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i busted i, just, I busted I right like, through the wall <laughs> i feel like friday kyle's kyle's watching this and that's what his reaction was yeah. was when he saw yeah. gad bane um i can't because i yeah, watch it, it was, at work and the people at the desk next to me while i'm like <laughs> watching it on my phone in my headphones and i'm oh yeah what in the world <laughs> that, that, was say, that would have been even better you just hear this oh yeah <laughs> i don't i wouldn't say it like that that's a little I'll get sent to HR or something. Can't do that. <laughs> you know what that uh the tone of that voice, the the depth of that voice reminds me of? Hmm. Caleb Doom in the first episode. God, here we go. Hey guys, it's me, Caleb Doom. <laughs> I love it when Josh expands oh, yeah. his those, impression repertoire. <laughs> yeah. You got reinforcements coming, yeah. Caleb? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Don't worry, master. <laughs> yes, he does. What are you again, brother? Like <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I hate, I hate this. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I'm Caleb Doom. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Agent Callis. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, yeah. we're all clear. Cage of Blessing. Such a good episode. The Glad to be halfway yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be halfway through. Uh, the first season here of Bad Batch. Eight episodes in. Uh, solid, solid show. I think. Um, I don't know. So far, you guys think it's. Uh, Met expectations, exceeded expectations for what you thought Bad Batch would be? I, th- I think it's met my expectations. I think we're right there. And I think it's about to get really exciting because we've peppered in all these characters. And I think um, we're going to get at least a handful of them converging here in the near future. And, and some of this stuff finally coming to a head. You know, we've done a lot of build up. So I'd like to see the conclusion mm. to some of these things, what's going to happen. Um, what's going to happen when Fennec Shan meets up with Cad Bane. I still think we're going to see her again. I hope um, I'd love to see them either battling it out or teaming it up against the, ba- uh, the bad batch, but we'll see. Hopefully Rex pops up again too. The uh, Ed asked a, uh, a good question on Friday night's live stream. Like who do you think is going to show up in the remainder of the season that we haven't seen yet? Well, there was there was some 
this this is like kind of off the wall, I guess. But there was that three pack of um, that Hasbro released, and oh, the vintage. Yeah, there was one uh, figure that ballast that has not been on the show yet. So mm-hmm. yeah, you'd like to think that he'll probably show up, right? I don't know in what capacity, <laughs> but, or Hasbro, or otherwise, what in the world, Hasbro? Yeah. <laughs> This is a Dave Filoni animated project, so there's one thing that it still needs. Uh, a little Hondo. dab of Ahsoka Tano? Mm. No. Oh, I would love some Hondo, Hondo Onaka. Oh. Well, there's there's a lot of profit oh. being talked about in this um in this in this show, and if there's one thing Hondo loves, it is profit. If Hondo shows up, you will hear me scream. You're not going to say, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> what? Uh, so what if we get? All right. So, so you've got uh, you've got Cad Bane who has Omega. What if we get an episode Omega? entirely without the Bad Batch, where Hondo intercepts Cad Bane with his group of pirates? Oh, I love it. And basically, Hond or Cad has to escape with Omega. If away if, from Hondo and his group, if Hondo finds out that Omega is valuable, that is a thing he would do. Um, I would I would watch an entire Hondo spinoff show of just him up to his antics. Oh I'll take any Same. and all Hondo that we can get, and I'll bet he's probably even in less episodes than Cad Bane. But I j- I love him so much; he's so good, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. a friend of Ev- Ezra yeah. Bridger. Yeah, I would agree. Job of the Hut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra doesn't have enough friends; he needs more. Yeah, um, I think mine, and it wasn't somebody that we didn't see, but on when we talked a little bit about it Friday, I said I would love to see um, Caleb Doom back sure. towards the end somewhere to basically like they're on a planet, they run into him, uh, or like they're getting chased, he recognizes that they need some help and recognizes them from the first episode like, oh hey guys i'm caleb doom remember me from the first yeah. episode <laughs> caleb is ready <laughs> this episode uh, <laughs> but he like kind of repays the debt that you know hunter was yeah. was trying and realizes hunter was trying to help him you know and he says oh thank you because they knew him they obviously he went to go get him to help but they know and maybe he says like oh hey you know thanks caleb you know, for helping, and he's like, "Oh, it's not Caleb anymore. It's Kanan." Oh, it's not Caleb anymore. It's Kanan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh god. Freddie can't even be mad because he likes wrestling. That's cool. Yeah. No, I think it, I think it works on several fronts. It's a it's a go to now. So, um, yeah. Any other thoughts on this episode? No, before we've already we, uh, jumped the shark. This thing, get out of here. No. <laughs> Good episode. Great episode. Phenomenal. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Oh yeah! <laughs> I can have fun, Justin. With that we're gonna take your uh, toy away if you don't learn. <laughs> It's a great, control yourself great little over voice there. over there. Uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed talking a little Bad Batch uh, episode eight reunion with us here. We had a lot of fun, uh, hysterical to be honest with you. Um, I was in tears at one point there. Um, again, 
you can find us anywhere on social media please tune in um you can find us at outer rim beacon facebook twitter instagram you can email us outer rim beacon at gmail.com my name is justin you can find me on twitter at i am the bendu where can they find all of you guys at this is josh and i'm on instagram and twitter at battle of tanab this is kyle and i am kb underscore legend on twitter and instagram and everything else and this is Maggie. You can follow me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. Come join us Friday night for our Friday night live stream or batch uh, Orb Force ninety nine. Batch. We're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna start play calling orb it the batch. Orb batch. <laughs> batch of orbs. Uh, we're gonna play a game. We're gonna give away a sweet sweet prize. Maybe we'll have a guest. We'll see. Uh, we're gonna have some fun either way. It's gonna be a good be time. There, be so square. come join us. Bring people, tell your family, tell your friends, uh, come have fun. You know, coincidentally enough, an orb batch is the thing that the frog lady was carrying on her back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now now that you mention it, yep, I guess we can call that an orb batch. Sure. Maybe Yoda was trying to eat him, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right, everybody. As always, may the force be with you. Hey everybody, it's me, Caleb Dune. Oh, we'll yeah. catch you guys next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always. No one follows the rules around here. It's pandemonium. No. All right, guys. We love you. Now, you know what? Son of a... Son of a Gorex. <laughs> Bye. Show's over. Go home. What are you still doing here? Stop listening. <laughs>